0: Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone.
1: Anthropology in the time of the apocalypse. Ah. Anthropology in the time of the apocalypse. Ah. Anthropology Anthropology in the time of the apocalypse. Ah. Anthropology Anthropology in the time of the apocalypse.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to Anthropology in the time of the apocalypse. We're so excited for who we're interviewing in today's episode.
2: Yeah, we had a really fun conversation and I'm so excited to share it with everyone. Yes,
0: yes, yes. We're interviewing one of my coworkers. Her name's Belinda. We're talking about a lot of different fun things. She's not in the States right now. She, that sounds messed up. I'm not assuming everyone's in the States, <laughs> but she, <laughs> she is doing a study abroad in Mexico. And so we talk a little bit about that, which is really fun listening to her. She's such a cool person.
2: It It's really fun to talk to her. Lots of family dynamic stuff. Lots of conversations about relationships right now.
0: So check out our conversation with Belinda. Yay! (laughs) Hi, Hi, Belinda. hello thank you so much for agreeing to do this appreciate it a lot so yeah how are you doing Belinda how are you feeling today I'm
1: good I would say I don't understand how I'm busier now that everything is virtual versus when mm. I was in person I still already felt like I was pushing myself to the map yeah I think environment has a big part in it as well the fact that I'm not in the U.S. right now doesn't really like distance myself or distance me from like what is going on in the U.S. But more so it definitely opens my mind up to being like I can do this like even though I'm busy I have the will and I have the care to like keep wanting to do what is best for me and Mm -hmm. what is best for other communities which is just like coming to a state like Oaxaca Mm -hmm. in Oaxaca Mexico where people like don't have laundry machines here they walk everywhere every there's no like supermarkets here there's no all Mm -hmm. everybody buys from the merch you don't have like ready-made oatmeal (laughs) you make it yourself (laughs) like things like that so it just it's good to be in places like this because it makes me realize that there can be a US like this um, Mm I excited.
0: Good. Good to hear. Do you feel like it's like like a lot different in Oaxaca compared to Chicago of how people are treating COVID? Or how do you feel about guidelines and everything?
1: Well, here, it it has some pros and then it has some weird cons. I say mm. weird cons because I'm like, everywhere you go, they check your temperature. There's nowhere that they don't check your temperature. They also just like make sure you get Hannah's sanitizer and they like mm. watch you dry it on your hands.
0: Oh, okay. They're
1: like, you can't go in until it's completely dry on your hand. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, Yeah. And then they usually are just like a lot more strict about like letting people in, like how many people are in the store. But that's, I think, because there's not as many like big chains here it's more like what people's personal preferences are Mm -hmm. so some people are like yeah we're just not going to be open right now like that's not an option Mm -hmm. for us and you know it's it's different and then other places they're like it's totally fine just wear your mask and everywhere it's like while you're inside of places you're supposed to wear your mask but I would say a weird con is, like, a lot of people don't wear masks, like, out of public. Oh, okay. Many people just don't wear masks, or they do, like, the face shield, but no masks. It's interesting. At the same time, I'm like, I mean, it's hard to tell other people to wear masks.
0: I feel like my, I was just talking to my mom, and she's a pharmacist, and her coworkers like, really, really believe that this is a conspiracy. Flat out, pharmacy (laughs) technicians... They don't believe it, but they're still wearing their masks, which I guess is good. But I think that's just really interesting that there's a group of people who are arguably in the sciences who are just like, this is the government and it's all not real. (laughs) Jarring.
1: Yes. I don't know. It's like a... (laughs) I'm sorry. What?
0: (laughs) Right? Isn't that crazy?
1: It's it's really like the face shield but no mask thing. I'm like, what? (laughs) like, yeah. you know that is not how it works, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: like,
1: I'm just like, uh, okay. <laughs> do you want to kind
0: of explain um, why you're in Oaxaca? I don't think, I feel like that would be important.
1: So because I do go to Tepal, I've been junior at Tepal, and because classes went online, I took this opportunity to travel safely to the only place we're allowed to travel, really, which is Mexico. I was like, okay, I'm going to do an internship out here. And so now I'm in Oaxaca, Mexico for three months, which is pretty much the entire like fall quarter. I'm here doing an internship for a non-for-profit youth feminist organization. They really need help with like their branding and their visual identity. So that's what I'm mainly helping Mm -hmm. them with. And then Mm -hmm. apart from that, I'm here and I have, like, my remote jobs that are from DePaul that itself. I'm out here just enjoying it. They have a lot of, like, a different artisan communities here. So, mm, exactly. and they're very affordable. They're also, like, individual classes, one-on-ones. Mm, um, okay. So that's, like, very, that's, like, a private lesson, basically. Yeah. And so I'm taking advantage of all of that. That's what I'm doing out here. And then just also the culture. I am myself Mexican, but I am not from Oaxaca. I'm from mm-hmm. the more northern part of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Which is complete polar opposites. Oaxaca to where I'm at is like very different. This is new for me, and it's exciting too.
0: What's the? Because it's we're moving towards like fall and winter. Is it? Does southern Mexico get warmer than northern?
1: um i'm not even sure because we just passed like rainy season that was like august now it's like upper 70s or like 70s but and the sun is hot when it's supposed to be hot like 12 to like three o'clock or like 11 but then after that it's like chill and we're also like by a mountain so i know that that affects it also oaxaca is really high up geographically and Mm. historically when mm-hmm. Oaxaca was being built, we're literally on a mountain like oh, that was okay. cut down. So okay. our elevation is like on another level. <laughs>
0: oh, I didn't know
2: that. So that sounds beautiful it. though.
0: It's
1: definitely different.
2: I mean, you're a part of a lot of communities and living in Oaxaca sounds like you're delving into more communities there. So how would you say that you're like maintaining community at DePaul or in communities you have back in Chicago and like balancing that with being busy? <laughs> Well, I would say back home
1: with my communities there, I would say I have like my DePaul Women's Center community. I also have, I just recently started this year as a Chicago Quarter Mentor. So I'm doing that and that's another community. I got a bunch of freshmen who are like (laughs) constantly asking me things. Do you want to kind
0: of explain what a Quarter Mentor is too?
1: Sure. So the Chicago Quarter Mentor Program is a part of like the Office of New Student Involvement. It's basically a class you take your freshman year fall quarter. My position is to be like a mentor to these freshman students. We teach them about basically different things that apply to their lives as newly enrolled college students Mm -hmm. and also as a Paul student. So they are learning about how to register for their classes how to manage stress we just finished this class it's called community part two but it was about social justice and diversity and inclusion and i completely wiped the program the stuff that they the lesson plan that they had because (laughs) it was the same one i had taken as a freshman and i thought it was already dated so i was like no (laughs) i was like i'm not gonna just come in here and and like show them some videos and then ask them some questions i'm gonna get I'm right. thinking that's been like good it's just mostly with that community it's just a new community that I'm trying to build on
0: do you feel like it's been hard to build a sense of community with the freshmen because it's just all remote And are they are most of the freshmen at home
1: some of them I would say like a third of them are in Chicago and then oh, okay. some of them are in the suburbs of Illinois yeah. and then everybody else is just like in weird places like Cincinnati or like I think oh I yeah who's
2: like in Wisconsin or something that sounds really challenging to like build a community basically out of just everyone's taking classes for the first time but. yes yes I think the biggest thing is
1: being understanding that they are going through like the biggest transition of their lives I would say personally I remember going into college especially DePaul and I was like I literally am trying my best and this is already crazy like there's too much to do that was when we were actually on camp what I've learned is that I'm someone who's like okay what can I do with what I already have and make it more like a community so now I like put news things on their D2L like about resources they could use that oh, are like offered sweet. through to Paul. They have like this new program that the Center for Students with Disability is doing or like study jams. You're supposed to have one-on-one meetings and something that i noticed a lot is they're like, Well, I don't even know if I should be a part of like a club or something because how am I yeah. gonna even be a part of the club? And I was like, I was like, mm. you make you bring up some very valid points, right. But there are like a lot of virtual events so that's what I've been doing like and that's something I'm going to be doing now is like at the end of classes just being like hey these are some events you can attend the are yeah. either DePaul or like Chicago virtual events and I just realized that that was the only way that was going to kind of force them to be like hey it's right here for you and I literally it's at your disposal some of them are looking for yeah. something as simple as like a film screening or like that. perfect I can totally bring them put that together like mm-hmm. you know things like that
0: yeah I think it's really hard because we're also starting uh, school halfway through. Like we've been quarantining for months. So even if at the beginning, like I felt like, yeah, this is fine. I can do this. I'm okay, and like I was figuring out things to do, and now I literally feel like I could stare at walls for 20 hours a day. I think I've talked to both of you about that. How I just feel like literally I am running out of literal things to do, just like you're in, <laughs> and I can't keep walking to the park. Yeah. So I feel like that's really hard, also as like a new student in a totally new school too, to do it all virtually.
1: Mostly, it's just keeping my attitude up too.
2: Yeah. Because we yeah. definitely
1: have those moments where I'm like another day of just homework and looking at my computer and having my back slouched and I'm like I can't keep doing this and then I'm like it's fine I got this (laughs) I think it's hard
0: to, like, be home when so many people aren't um, listening to, like, guidelines and are out. It really makes me second guess, like, why I'm inside all the time when I'm, like, on Instagram and I see 10 people in Wrigleyville, like, acting like COVID can't get into a bar. Mm -hmm. It's really difficult feeling like the work that we're doing isn't gonna mean a lot because there's not as many people, like, upholding the guidelines.
1: Well, I think you just have to think about (laughs) what people choose and choose not to listen to especially and i'm not even trying to like make a point about a certain kind of person but <laughs> you can't <laughs> <so I'm> like <laughs> okay like i saw this thing on social media or like it was like on snapchat and it was a house at like a trump rally all these people tested positive for covid and this one guy was like if i die i die yeah i was like i'm 20 years old so i'm gonna die <laughs> I'm like, you're mad bold. Like, how can you just be like, yeah, it's death. I'm like, I would die for this man, this dude in office. Right. Who won't die
0: for any of us, who, like, truly does not care about anybody. That's also, yeah, it's bold. (laughs) It's bold. Like, (laughs) death?
2: Someone told me that uh, cigarette smokers won't die from COVID. And I was like, what? I just don't know Hmm. where people are getting information. Wow.
1: That's like they said something about like vitamin D helps with it. <laughs> I was like, where is the facts? Like, I was like, vitamin D. I was like, I think my dad takes that for like his muscles. Right. <laughs> I feel really like, don't think that's gonna help.
0: We should just <laughs> do like a whole segment on all of the fake news and fake facts that we see about COVID and the things <laughs> that help you. I'll
1: be here. I'll be like, I brought a list. We
0: should definitely do that. <laughs>
1: oh my god!
0: What gets me too is the people who are so committed to wearing their mask and the wrongest of ways and then I just look at them and I feel like I'm in like a, <laughs> like a movie when I'm grocery shopping and it's just the under the nose really gets me and I just yes. feel like I'm becoming more and more angry as I see it more and more and it unfortunately it's usually men who keep them under their nose I like
2: the moving the mask to speak. Right.
0: (laughs) Right. I was at Best Buy
2: yesterday (laughs) with my
0: mom, and we needed help buying a dishwasher, and the person that helped us said, excuse me, and took their mask down so that they could use facial recognition on their phone to unlock it. And I was like... (laughs) Was like, just excuse yourself to like fuck up like I was, I was just like, like whoa <laughs> crazy
1: no 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 <laughs> I just don't understand I like am obnoxious about it with like putting it over the nose mm-hmm. my face is like not very I have a lot of cheek but I have mm-hmm. not a lot of nose mm-hmm. so I'll put it and it's like covering literally my whole like only my forehead and my eyes are showing okay and then i put glasses on oh yeah so i'm like dude if i can do it and my glasses don't even fog up i don't care if i breathe a little heavy like i know i'm gonna wash it as you're supposed to you're supposed to wash your
2: fabric mask every day yeah i look ridiculous but i'm also like i'm not trying to catch a case literally yeah. I like having my face like no one can see my face at all. Yes. Cuz yes. I already <laughs> like sunglasses so I can like watch like around me, but now right. no one can see my expression.
0: I also love wearing sunglasses, a mask and wearing headphones because it feels like I am just a blank. You don't know who I am, what I am. Like <laughs> and then I also noticed that I open I hold my mouth open a lot because no one can see it. At the grocery store, I'm always like, uh, and I think it's an anxiety thing because now I can do it and have people not see it. But yeah, if you were to reveal the mask, my mouth is open for like 30 whole minutes.
2: <laughs> Sometimes I have to keep like to keep it on my nose enough. I have to like open my mouth oh, yeah. and then I'm like, is this worse? Because I too am like. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Have you experienced any strain in relationships with COVID quarantining and just moving to a new place the past few months? So I haven't lived with my parents since I was about 18. doesn't feel like a long
1: time, but mm-hmm. it really is a long time. Before I came to Oaxaca, I was living in Humboldt Park, apartment unit that they bought, and I rent it. Okay, that's like the the relationship between us now. And I come home like every two weeks and... I know like my relationship with my dad is like very, it's like we're good, but we have boundaries. Like I can't be at her house for longer than three days. Yeah. (laughs) That's fine. And um, it came to the point where like I would come home and I would stay for longer than those days and we would always fight. Yeah. And uh, especially within quarantine, I'm like, um, I'm constantly talking about what's going on you know this is wild and this is unacceptable. my dad is just like, I'm a working man and drink beer and I'm trying to do my best and nobody ever taught me about any of this. so how am I supposed to react? And I don't know it's just uh, so now and he even told me he was like, Belinda, I love you but you need to go back to your apartment. <laughs> like okay dad I was like <laughs> the boundaries I was uh-huh. like. I'm proud of us for setting. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we he had said some pretty like misogynistic things those days that mm-hmm. I was thinking a little bit longer and I was like, hey, that really hurt me. Like mm-hmm. we've had our issues, but now, especially with a lot of the like abolitionist readings and like um, essays, and then a lot of just like transformative justice and all of that is just like coming up to the front and it's like, you have no excuse, definitely give some time to read. Any of these free PDFs. I'm like, okay. Um, I really love Mia Mingus. Like, I'm a newbie to their work. How mm. to give a good apology? And I were I was like, we're gonna do this. <laughs> and we're gonna talk about it because I can't live like this. Through it, it took us three hours. After that, we we had tacos and you know, <laughs> and I went home and I didn't see them for two weeks. <laughs> and uh, that, that was That's so fair. It it worked. Now, it's just, I think my father and I were too similar. Um, mm-hmm. It was like butting heads with yourself. It has brought us together, but it has also shown us that we can't always be together.
0: Yeah, I think this this is all putting a strain on a lot of familial relationships. I personally, me and, I think very similar to you, Belinda. Me and my dad have been fighting so much more than usual and it's because my little pod only like I only talk to maybe six people on the regular and my dad is one of them and when I actually sit down and listen to him I realize he's wrong (laughs) and so we get into just a lot of like back and forth and have also had to set some boundaries about like what's appropriate to say in our like father-daughter relationship what I don't want to know He can't, like, he can't come for certain people, certain icons, i.e. Beyonce and Rihanna right now. Like, I don't have the capacity to hear any critique of them. (laughs)
1: I'm like, I don't want to hear it.
0: Right.
1: I, I, <laughs> told you, I told you. <laughs> yeah, no, with with my dad I think we don't even he doesn't even understand pop culture. Like he's <laughs> like, like, Who is that? I'm like, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> like, him and I it's more like he'll you know, say stuff, it's like very misogynistic. That is like the traits or like he's very defensive and very mm. proud. I'm like, dude, <laughs> defensive and proud as a like <laughs> a mix or <are laughs> like not. <your> <laughs> <blockage."> <laughs> I'm like I can't deal with it because I'm also proud and yeah. I'm also defensive. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we're literally two. Just this two, like, top hamburger buns. I'm like, this isn't worth <laughs> One of the biggest things is also, I'm always just like, are you even proud of me? Right now, while I'm away, he's like, I'm so proud of you. He's telling me, like, all the time. And he always mm-hmm. misses me. And I'm like, why is it that I have to literally go to a different country <laughs> for us to be better in our relationship? It just speaks that we need boundaries. I love the, like, phrase where it's like, I, I can love you at a distance. I love that. Like for me, that spoke volumes to me the first time I heard it and the first Mm -hmm. person I thought about was my dad. I was like, my papi.
2: I heard a quote and I need to find out who said it, but boundaries are the distance in which I can love myself and you at the same time. Yes. Different forever relationship, but also very cool uh, to be able to have those conversations with him and to do that apology thing sounds really powerful.
1: That was not easy. It was definitely like he walked away. My mom is like crying and I'm over here like, I'm going to sit here and just wait. Yeah. i not going anywhere like I'm, we're still going to have these problems like right. why can't we just address them that's also part of my personality where I'm like if there's an issue I want to resolve it but it's weird how I've let the issues with my parents go on for this long you think about all the decisions you make and who you are as a person mm-hmm. and you're like okay how can I be like this person who's like yeah like I'm so proactive and I care about all these people and I want to resolve issues but then and when it comes to close personal relationships, I'm like, I could
2: put that off for another 10 years. But definitely having that space of the two years of not living with them helps you define what you do want. Like coming to them with love of the stubbornness of being like, I love you so much. I'm going to sit here and wait for you to walk back. Yeah. I love you enough to want to take these issues on with you.
1: Definitely has been good for me as well. I think with what happened with my dad, and then also quarantine has just opened my eyes. that so like, I have a lot more going for me, what I have in hopes for myself in terms of my career and how much I have to learn.
0: Do you feel like you've been like, if you haven't, just tell us, Are have you been trying to do like dating virtually and all of the things that come with that? Because I've been, I to into so many podcasts and also a lot of the people in my life are dating. And so it's really interesting hearing how people are maneuvering it right now. And I'm always interested to hear how folks are doing that.
1: Well, I don't really date that much. Mm -hmm. I realized that (laughs) I don't really have the time for a relationship. That's totally fine with me right now because I'm focused on myself. I'm focused on education. Also, just like what I'm trying to do with my life Mm -hmm. and all the like important work that I contribute to. Like that's what's important to me right now. As much as I'm on my phone, I'm not always like, I, yeah, I want to like be texting people all mm-hmm. day or like FaceTiming or like, as much as we use technology, I'm always eyeing it like with a side eye because mm-hmm. like, many of the like social media platforms that we use and like Apple and all those things, they make me unpumpy sometimes because I know too much about privacy. I took this class at DePaul, <laughs> it was called Media Ethics and I went out of, I left that class being like, I think I should own a flip phone, like- <laughs> <laughs> like, i don't want anything like I, yeah i don't know i could probably live off going to like computer cafes for mm-hmm. time. yeah it's just like a weird thing because it's like to be on our phones because it's virtual or like let's be on a on zoom all day i need to step back go for a walk like read a book I'm, like,
0: <laughs> My girlfriend just watched that new Netflix documentary about Mm -hmm. technology and social media. And literally two days later, I'm in a class action suit with Facebook Mm -hmm. because they stole facial recognition information from me in apparently 2011 and onward. And it's for only people in the state of Illinois. It was just so specific. I wasn't even supposed to be on Facebook the year that my freaking data was stolen. And (laughs) I just had to laugh. Right after me and Sharra were talking about, and Sharra's my partner, all of the things that stressed us out and worried us about our phones listening. Facebook was like, "Guess what I got? Your face." Four hundred dollars. We did <laughs> such a little amount. I was like,
1: "Oh my god!" Definitely, probably am owed my four hundred. Like I was on Facebook when I was not supposed
0: to be. Can I sue more because I was a child? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what information you were stealing. Just in my, my scene phase, emo phase. <laughs> That's Just, what I'm
1: saying. <laughs> (laughs) Yeah, pictures
0: of me with, like, text around that says, like, live, laugh, love. It's not good data.
1: I had the fringe. I was like, I look ridiculous, but I look good.
2: I was like, I feel good. Yep. Erin, did you go through an emo phase? Yes, but it was lots of black <laughs> eyeliner, and I just sort of did, like, side something.
0: things. Oh, you did the eyeliner. I wasn't allowed to wear makeup, so I had to, I had to get natural with my emo My mom wouldn't let me wear red <laughs> nail polish because she said it was too grown-up. Because we weren't allowed to wear certain colors and designs. And me and my sister assumed that it was because they were too grown-up, like the nail polish. And I literally found out yesterday that my mom just thought that it was ugly. <laughs> so I was like... She you would not let us wear camouflage because she thought it was ugly I was like you know what Bridget you made some points <laughs>
1: oh wow that's like mom lessons when your mom mm-hmm. is like tells you something and you end up believing it one is like you never put your purse or your backpack or any of your belongings on the floor
0: my mom told me that too
1: I was like don't put my bag on the floor of the car
0: the floor is dirty so you're like you're telling other people that you're uh-huh. dirty yep I was told the same thing and she still does not put her bag on the floor
1: Oh no. My mom is one of those horrible driver moms. She doesn't even put her turn signals on anymore. I'm like, Come oh on. no. Like, Great. I didn't know
0: that you had to stop at stop signs for up until I got my. <laughs> my permit no literally because, because my dog just rolls right through them and I assume that you did a little half stop and then you kept going I never knew and then my dad was like that's hilarious um, my mom surely does not stop
2: yeah oh man I was also gonna say that, like, it makes so much sense, too, with just technology and how it feels even more exhausting now that you guys both are doing academic online learning, which sounds like a nightmare. Zoom
0: University.
2: Right, so it's then like, okay, how's my wine downtime, which my used to be indulging in watching television, but now I can't stand to look at another screen, so like, how are you dealing with that, or how often are you, like, going out and doing things? Well, what's really different here is that the number of cases are,
1: like, a fifth of the cases in the U.S. They have, like, 10 to 20 cases
2: a day mm. um, in the whole
0: state. It's, it's like, bigger. in Chicago <laughs> alone, there's, like, thousands.
2: Every day. We just exceeded a new number. So
1: with that, I mean, I feel definitely a little bit more comfortable like going out to get drinks or like going out to go to restaurants or be out in public in general. Mm -hmm. I (laughs) have to find new things that I like to do because I don't have like a TV and I've definitely taken more to like reading, coloring more, writing as well. And I've been journaling a little bit more. And then also just changing my scene, like my scenery all the time. Like I'll just walk around for a little bit with my headphones in and play some music or like play a podcast. I am someone who's always interested in like just doing different things. And I'm also like someone who can do things on their own. And those are the things that I've been doing. And they've helped me stay afloat, I would say.
0: Mm -hmm. So I've been listening to... Um, staying in with Emily and Kamal, which is about quarantining and how to stay, basically stay seen and stay in communal care. And they've been talking about what has made them cry in the last like couple of days. And I think that's a really, really like interesting thing to think about. And not like we have anxiety cries, trauma cries, more about like light cries that were like felt good and weren't didn't feel bad inside. I think I cried. Oh, we watched this movie called Molly's Game. So I'm sure y'all have seen The Social Network. I feel like we keep talking about Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <other. laughs> it was very social networky. It reminded me of Uncut Gems. This person named Molly who ran gambling circles, underground gambling circles, for like a long time. Like the gambling was illegal, but it was a real job. So she shouldn't have been prosecuted or whatever. But she ended up, all her money was taken by the FBI and all this and that. And I've been crying every time someone doesn't have enough money for anything. And she couldn't afford to buy a hot dog. So she had to get a pretzel. And I was just like, here it is. Like immediately my body was like, (laughs) Like, no. (laughs) So that's what I cried about. But it feels like there's a reason why I need to like get that out. So, yeah, what have y'all been crying about?
1: Okay, so I used to cry a lot when I was younger, and I would do like the screaming into the pillow cry. Like. Mm-hmm. As a teenager, as a Mexican, brown, emo, not known <laughs> teenager, I'm like, my life is over. I'm 12 years old, 13. There could possibly be nothing worse yeah. than this moment. Yeah. <laughs> and now, so I cry when like, I really just need to cry. So I was reading this book called like Medicine Stories, Essays for Radicals. Oh, another one of our coworkers, workers Amalia. Mm-hmm. Borrow it while I'm over here because I was like, I'm not done reading it. But like, it's okay if I borrow it. And I was just reading it. And there was this one chapter about the body. While I'm reading about somebody else talking about their body. While I'm talking about my, like thinking about it in my body and my emotions wow they don't relate to this exactly but I feel emotional about it Mm -hmm. from that I was just like I really need to let out a little cry right now and I did so like I recently just published a personal essay for 14 East Pueblo and it was Mm. about my parents and growing up really like before I was even conceived And then when I was conceived and then while my mom was pregnant with me, like she was visiting my dad in Mexico where they live, where he grew up on a ranch and you, she just is constantly surrounded by that environment. Then I talk about in the essay, how I'm like, I don't have like these feelings. Like I don't remember the memories, but what I remember is more so these feelings that I can't recall because I was like not born yet. that feeling that I have when I'm back there on the farm. It's like, I can't even explain it. I remember I was writing the essay right around when the quarantine happened. I was like, I'm writing and writing and writing and talking about this other book that's called Braiding Sweetgrass. And this character is learning their indigenous language. And one of the things that stuck out to me was that they were like, when I'm learning the language it's not like I'm learning it it's like I'm remembering it and I was like my mind is blown like yeah. I was like I can't even explain like that's exactly how I feel about this experiences that I'm having it's just like my relationship to nature and all that stuff it makes me very emotional because I know that we do live in a city like we live in Chicago I think about constantly how I just would love just to live on a farm mm-hmm. um, towards the end I was crying a lot because while I was writing it I was having these recollections collections that I can't recall because there's like no memories attached to them. There's photographs and I get intense feelings about them and it's just really I think the crying helps me understand that I have to explore that part of myself more. I love myself and there's something here that I keep wanting to explore. It it reminds me that I'm still on my journey.
0: That was like so beautifully put.
1: (laughs) I'm so happy to just be keep riding along. I think 12 year old me would not Understand that I constantly felt like I needed to be surrounded with people and like have a billion friends. Mm-hmm. And, and I hate to bring my mom into this again, but she's always like that phrase where she's like, "Would you rather have a lot of okay friends or like a few good friends?" I'm like, yeah, well, a lot of friends. Obviously, <laughs> well
2: But now I'm like, I'm like my own friend. Wow, that's incredible. Definitely taking the pause to like be with yourself and like realize what you want and need is so important. Erin, what have you been crying about? I just finished Parable of the Sour by Octavia E. Butler. I saw that.
0: I gave your Goodreads (laughs) updates. I saw you finished.
2: I'm so sorry that you get those updates. (laughs) I love the updates. (laughs) But reading an apocalypse novel um, Mm. really helped me center my ideas about anthropology and the time of the Apocalypse. Yeah, just some grief. Just felt a lot of grief in the book and then Mm. in the world. I'm waiting to read the second one cuz I like need a pause.
0: Do you do you think I should read it soon or do you think I should not?
2: depends on what you like i like want to make a go bag now because like my head's in like an apocalypse oh right okay okay yeah so like that could maybe be not best. but i also have been listening to adrian Marie brown and toshi regan's podcast yes. parables <laughs> as i was reading the book it was helpful to like have their insight while i read it but maybe oh, I'm, not while you're in school
0: yeah probably probably not <laughs> actually <laughs> well that sounds dope Thank you so much for doing our podcast, Melinda. Thank uh, you. This has been really, really fun. It's also just really nice to listen to you talk.
1: No, this was great. I'm so yeah. glad that I could do this.
0: Thank you all
2: for listening.
0: Make sure to check us out on all our social medias, which is Anthro in 2020 on Twitter and Instagram. And also you can click our link tree, which has like all of our information. It will soon have all of our transcriptions. We're working through that.
2: So stay tuned for more. And more importantly, stay safe out there in the apocalypse.
0: Yay! Uh, Anthropology in the time of the apocalypse. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.